You're listening to Bricks and Clicks, presented by MarketScale, with your host, Jennifer Kalo Ruskin. Welcome back to another episode of Bricks and Clicks. Today, I have Susan Guillory from Egg Marketing, and we're going to talk today all about how to increase sales with content. What is content? What is SEO? We're going to be digging into all the details because I know a lot of my clients, and I'm sure a lot of you listeners, are a little bit confused about what to create and where to put it. And I just had a conversation this morning with a client that was like, we're paying thousands of dollars a month and just not seeing any kind of an ROI off of it. Do I still have to show up? So we're going to hand this over to Susan and we're going to let her tell us all about what's important in the business world to not only show up, but also to increase our sales through showing up. So Susan, please introduce yourself. Thank you, Jen, for that lovely introduction. Um, Yeah, so I'm Susan Guillory, and I have run a content marketing firm called Egg Marketing for the last 15 years. Uh, What I do is write what we're going to talk about, content for businesses of all size in different industries, and with the goal of getting their brand name out there, showing their thought leadership, their knowledge in the topic that they are known for. So that starts with content. But what is content, Jen? (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm always like words, pictures, sometimes a video. I don't know. We're done. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) So content, you know, where I start with content is a company's blog, right? Uh, You probably read blogs either for personal satisfaction or, you know, business. You're trying to find out how to do something. So you go to a blog. Um, Individual companies typically and should have a blog that addresses the topics that they're an expert in. So if you are a consultant on how to get products in Walmart or Amazon, that's what your content should be on your blog. And if someone is searching for how to get your product on Amazon, let's say, ideally you'd show up in the top results with your blog article. So first of all, you're you're providing knowledge. People People want knowledge. Sometimes people want to do it themselves. So if you can just provide the knowledge and say, hey, here's how to do it, good luck. Great. But what I've found is that people think they want to do something, but then they read about it and they're like, this is really hard. Um, But so then you've written the article, you're the expert. So then they can hire you and say, you know what, I really don't want to do this. So I would like to hire you to help me. So that's kind of what what I call thought leadership is, is showing off your knowledge um, to the right people, to your audience, and hopefully building a relationship with them that down the line, whenever will result in them hiring you or buying from you. Okay, so most of my clients sell a product. And typically, I mean, most of our clients are in food. Okay. So do they still need to write a blog? Absolutely. If so, what need, what should it be about? Okay, so let's say you've got a company who has a healthy granola bar. And it's organic, sustainably made, whatever. Um, so their audience is people who want, you know, organic type foods. Maybe they've got food allergies that this product addresses. So their content can be about nutrition. It can be about organic versus non-organic, GMO versus non-GMO, educating that audience on um, essentially the, the building blocks of that food product, right? It's not blatantly selling it. The article is not, hey, ours is the best, but it's just saying, here's what you need to know about gluten. Here's what you need to know about different um, allergic reactions to different ingredients. 
And, you know, somebody might not be looking to buy this particular product, but they're searching for, um, you know, celiac disease, how to, you know, what to eat. And they find this blog and they find all this great information about nutrition and health. And then they're like, what is this product? And they look at it and then they go to the store where Jen has gotten it placed <laughs> and, and they say, hey, I remember that product. Like I just read a great blog post from them. So you're building that awareness of your brand without deliberately pushing your product. Perfect. Okay. So it sounds to me like every business should have a blog. Yes. That is basic content marketing 101. Okay. Then what? So then you want to, to optimize. Um, so we have SEO. You've probably heard that. You're probably like, it's too technical. I don't know what that is. You need to. So search engine optimization. That just means you're crafting the content so that people will find it in search results. So if you go search for how to sell a product on Amazon, you're going to get a few things. You're going to get companies that do that, but eventually down that list, you'll find articles on how to do that. And so your goal is to appear in search results on that top page, ideally the top three positions, which is, you know, it's hard. It, it's, it's, you know, that's where the work comes in. But you use keywords for that. So if your keyword phrase is how to get your product on Amazon, then you use that a few times within the article you're writing, as well as the title, and it should show up within those search results. So every article needs to have a focus. And if you're not sure what focus to do, just go search for the topic you want to write about, see what, sh what shows up. And then you can kind of look at the keywords and go, okay, that one says how to sell on Amazon. Okay, so maybe I'll use that. Um, but each one should have one focus. You're not going to be like how to sell on Amazon and eBay and Walmart and Etsy. Like it's too much. You really want to limit your scope to like one theme. And, you know, that's more fodder for more other types of articles, right? So in terms of where to create content. So we've been talking about your blog. And I will say you say, does every company need a blog? yes. And <laughs> you need to contribute regularly. If you write one post a month or a year, people come to your blog and go, oh, well, there's nothing fresh here. I'm not coming back. Google, Google does the same thing. So the way you show up in those top search results is by having really good content that's relevant to your audience regularly. Now, I write for a living, so I'm going to tell you to write every week, if not three times a week. But for a lot of people, that's not feasible so I say minimum of two times a month, um, ideally once a week. And those can be, you know, a shorter post that's maybe 300 words, a longer post that's 1,200 words. You could have a video. Um, you can link to another article. Like you can mix it up so that you're not having to spend a ton of time actually creating the content. But beyond your blog, you can post content to social media. And you can actually share the blog content that you've already written. Don't reinvent the wheel. Publish a link to your social media pages. And then you drive traffic back to your blog. Yes. Yes. That's less, my favorite. Less work. <laughs> More results. <laughs> That's what we like. And you actually get to capture their information for retargeting later with a email pop-up box. I'm always telling my clients, Amazon and Walmart.com and Chewy and whatever you're on, they own your customer. And at any time, any of them could kick you off of their pages. And then what are you going to do? How are you going to talk to your customer? So I love this idea. Yeah. 
yeah, the goal should be to drive back to your, we call it owned property. So owned is your website. So email, right. So that's another one. So you have a special offer, you know, sign up for emails and get our white paper, you know, 10 tips to getting your product approved by Walmart. Um, so then there's a value for them. They're like, this is information I need. They're now on your email list. So mm-hmm. again, you can share your blog content. Don't have to write anything new. Link to your Yay. blog. One tip I do is include like a paragraph or two of your blog article in the email and then click to read the rest because then the email is not too long and you're getting them to your site. <laughs> That's right. You're sneaky and you're getting them onto your website. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, another place for content is guest blogging. So there are um, online magazines, different publications, websites in your industry that want content. So you can write the same sorts of things that you're doing on your own blog, on other blogs. And the advantage is you're reaching a different audience. You've got a link to your website in your bio. And this is honestly how I get most of my clients because I write on Forbes. And so they like, hey, I saw you on Forbes. We want to hire you. Um, but there's tons of smaller sites too that are more like retail oriented, you know, different niches. And so you're writing for free, but you're getting the link back to your site and you're building a relationship with a different audience than you would reach just through your own, uh, earn or owned website. Thank you for elaborating on this one because I had no idea that it was a thing. I guess I always thought that magazine owners, I feel so old when I say that, (laughs) (laughs) online places, um, I guess I thought they all had like a huge staff of writers or like very, um, like very, not cyclical, that's not the word I'm looking for, like the same writers always wrote the same exact um, article kind of contributor contributor I guess that's the word yeah yeah every single month but then they realized we don't have to pay people (laughs) we can get (laughs) free content and and honestly like Forbes Inc there are a few paid writers but by far the bulk is people like me who want to get my link out there yeah because it's so prestigious right I had no idea yeah yeah and then there's this feels like a really secret amazing tip that Susan just gave you yeah So you can search for guest blog opportunities, retail or um, e-commerce or whatever your thing is that you're good at, you know, small business. And there are there are websites that list just I was on one today about spirituality and like hundreds. And so you go and it will tell you, all right, we want an article at least 750 words. You can pitch us the topic first. We, Jen, we need to do a separate topic on this one. This is a whole other this podcast. Is fun, yeah. yes, and yeah. I could absolutely see my brands doing this as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Like being being the specialist, being the go to brand for gluten free, dairy free, vegan, kids snacks. Yeah, this is huge and really awesome. Yeah, yeah. So we'll dive into that one on another podcast. But suffice cool. it to say, it's part of content. And so the biggest thing is you, are you going to write this content or should you outsource it? So I will say if you are too busy, if you are not a skilled writer, or if you don't know how to engage your audience through content, hire somebody like it is. And I'm not saying this because this is what I do for a living, but I've seen so much bad content, inconsistent content because people say, oh, I can do this. And there is a skill to do it. And if you have the time and energy, you absolutely can. But again, if you're writing one post every three months, 
you're not helping your brand. You know, you're not getting, and I see this so much, you know, like, okay, that was updated in 2018. And I don't think people realize how much energy and life force it takes to write your own content because I write all mine and it's freaking a lot. Yeah. And that's honestly, that's my brand. The brands that I work with, that's their biggest, hmm, I guess complaint is the right word is and that back to the example I was giving earlier, Susan, right, with my client where he was just like, oh, my God, do I still have to pay this girl? Do we still have to show up on Instagram? And I was like, yes, yeah. and yes. Yeah. Um, the biggest complaint is it costs, and I told them this too, I'm like, it does cost money. Not that it's cost so much money to get a content writer, but it does cost money to show up on these social channels. And so I think what's important to understand as a brand is this is basic business building 101. If you don't show up on Instagram and Facebook and a potential customer comes and looks for you and your site hasn't been updated in three months, you look like you have gone out of business. And gone are the days where that will work anymore. I mean, you have to show up every day, at least five days a week, I tell my clients. Seven, if you can, but at least five days a week, right, Susan? Yeah, yeah. and it's it's ROI. I mean, gosh, I had to fight that for so long when blogs really took off because they're like, well, I'm investing this money. You know, it should turn yeah, into automatic sales. And it's, mm-hmm. it's branding. And branding is not the same as like advertising. You put an ad on Facebook, you can target your audience, you measure the clicks, you measure how many people bought. But, you know, content is not the same. It's, it's, you have competitors who do the same thing you do. So how do you stand out? You know, that's the content. You showing off your expertise and, you know, hopefully you've got a kind of a specific niche that limits your competition, but you really shine through that content. And that's across all those channels, right? The blog, social media, guest blogging, email, all of that. You want them to, you know, keep seeing you like, oh, I just read that. I just came across this blog post. Now this company is showing up on Facebook or LinkedIn. And so you need as many touch points as possible to connect with that audience so that you build a relationship. And they say, this company is not out to get my money. They're just providing me great info. I'm going to give them my money because, you know, you feel like they're not, you know, trying to take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all that goes back to your your point about thought leadership and you being the thought leader, which I've I feel like is our own personal branded responsibility, right, Susan? And when we show up on LinkedIn, we are supposed to be thought leaders in our own industry. Same exact thing for those listening that are in their own space. Whatever brand you own and have, whatever company you have, show up as a thought leader. Susan, I had a question about outsourcing. So I know personally, and this is probably just a me thing, but I've also heard some of my brand owners say it, so it's probably not, um, is well, nobody can write like me or nobody knows the industry that I'm in. It's so complicated. When you have people say things like that, how can you encourage them to still outsource? You know, that honestly comes from ego and I hear that all the time. And then I write the article and they're like, wow, this is like me, but way better. (laughs) Um, I have written for industries that I knew zero about, but, you know, a good writer knows how to research. You know, I start by saying, send me the publications you're reading, Um, you know, any kind of industry news sources you, you know, you have anything you've already written and I just study it and I learn the industry and then I talk to that client. Like, are they very kind of stiff or are they more casual and conversational? And once I understand their style, 
it's like a relief to them. Like, oh my gosh, like they think that like they're the only ones who can get this, but they can do like a brain dump. Like I have uh, management consulting clients that I just spend an hour talking to them and they're talking about change management and data governance and stuff that like I didn't know anything about a few months ago. And now I'm like, okay, so, you know, and then they, we share an example together. Like, oh, let's teach, you know, through example, like tell me about a client you've worked with where this was illustrated and they're blown away with what they get. So I think it's, it's something you have to let go of and thinking it is impossible to impart this knowledge to anyone else because that's the point of content, right? Like whether you write it or I write it, we're sharing your knowledge with an audience to provide that thought leadership. Love that. And I also say, don't take yourself so seriously, (laughs) especially when you start to look at the data and don't let this, it discourage you. But you know, when like less than 1% of all the humans you're connected with on social media ever see anything that you post, doesn't mean that you shouldn't post because remember that potential customers are going to your website, going to your Facebook page, going to your Instagram or your blog that's different. And I'm just talking about searchability and people actually finding you within their feeds. Sometimes it's less than 1% of people that actually see what you're putting out there. So again, I'm not saying don't post. What I am saying is don't get so um, maybe into yourself that you that you feel like everything has to be perfect and every I has to be dotted and every T has to be crossed and and no one can tell the story like you. Be a little bit less serious. And, and in this kind of a thing, it's a perfect way to hand it off to somebody that's a content marketer who can speak to the industry that you're in or talk to the customers that you're trying to magnetize back into your world so that you can go work on product development and forecasting and making sure that your you know production schedule is right. <laughs> Those are the things we need you doing as a business owner, not necessarily writing all of your content. Yeah, yeah. I say you're not you're an expert at running your business. You're not an expert at accounting, making uh, graphic design, you know, your yeah. logo, writing and <laughs> you know and that's really hard because a lot of us are type A entrepreneurs, right? So no, nobody can do anything as well as me, right? (laughs) My God, I've kept my first logo as a humbling reminder of what I should not do because it was so terrible because I was broke and I was like, how hard could it be? (laughs) You know, but you know, there's a reason why there are professionals in every industry because they are the ones who can help you excel and it's well worth the investment if you can end up attracting more clients because of that investment. Amen. (laughs) So Susan, if any of our listeners want to use a Forbes contributor, content (laughs) marketing guru like you, where would they find you? My website is eggmarketingpr.com. That is egg like the food, E-G-G marketingpr.com. Awesome. And I will put a link in our show notes to that. Susan, thank you so much for being on. This was really helpful. I think very clear information and really helps us to understand what we have to do for our businesses. Now you just got to go do it. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you, girl. We'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks. Bye.